Good morning, y'all. Oh, you're out here. Yeah, good morning. Hey, good to see you. I'm glad you're awake, alive, and well. Let me uh, let me tell you uh, uh, something that's going on that you may be aware of, but just to make sure, in case for some reason you don't know. We are excited about the possibility of being able to pursue a building that we could call our own. Right? Isn't that awesome? And uh, we've had an opportunity last week, if you had an opportunity to come, if you were there, we were able to, to look at the facilities and ask questions and talk about lots of stuff. And it was, a, it was a great time. Everybody was excited, and it was just a good time to meet over there and, and see uh, just kind of what it might look and feel like if we were able to gather in something that we could say was ours. So that was awesome. Today is going to be a time after the service, and uh, Ben will remind you at the end, but when the service kind of concludes, we're going to give you about 10 minutes if you have children to go and get them, and for the partners, if you're a partner, we want you to come back in, and we're going to have a vote on whether we want to affirm the elders' decision to proceed and pursue this building, the due diligence and everything that it would take with the idea that we would purchase it if everything is, is the way that we would uh, need for it to be. So as a partner... Um, come back in and uh, after the service and then we'll take a vote on that. So I'm excited about it. It's been nothing but positive comments. Uh, it is a building. It's not perfect, right? But it, it looks like a great option. So we're excited about the possibilities of, of moving on with that, right? So I think, I know you are and I've heard you say it just now, but you're excited about this option? Yes. All right. Good. Okay. Hey, we are uh, continuing our series called Interact. And just to kind of remind you, uh, you can listen to the podcast last week if you weren't here. But the idea of um, our relationship with God, getting on the right page or getting on the same page with God. You know as well as I do, any relationships, any kind of relationship that you have, whether it be with a a friend or spouse or uh, children and parents or whatever, it requires interaction between us, right? Right? And, and it can't be a one-way street. It has to be interaction means something that, that kind of goes at least both ways. It doesn't have to be necessarily equally both ways at times, but there has to be communication uh, uh, both ways, and I think it, it usually helps if it's somewhat equally, right? And so today what we're talking about as we continue that is the idea of, of listening to God. Now, last week we talked about prayer and how important it was and for us to be able to cry out to God. If you didn't hear that again, listen, last week, maybe some of you have been praying this past week about things. We had you write down some things that you felt like it would be something that you would need to do a little more than just offering up just kind of a general prayer, but it would be things that you would really need to just either get down on your knees or find a closet or something, go somewhere and just cry out to God about things that were that's on your heart and things that, that, that you know that you need to pray about. And I hope maybe you had something this week to where you've been thinking about that and you've been interacting with God that way. But today we're talking about listening to, to God and how getting on the same page with Him requires listening. And that's a hard thing to do, isn't it? Do any of your spouses have a hard time listening to you? And now the other spouse, would you agree, Right? You know, you have relationships with friends, sometimes uh, it's hard to listen, right? I know uh, sometimes I feel like I'm a good listener, but at times I find myself, and you probably are this way as well, at times when someone else is talking, 
you're trying to listen and listen, but you're thinking about what you're going to say when they shut up, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's hard not to do that, you know, because you want to you want to reply back, but just to sit and to listen is something I think, especially even in our culture, that we struggle with of just having someone to listen to us. As a husband and as I think a male, I struggle with listening but wanting to fix it quickly right just okay oh i think i've heard let me i can fix that and we can move on maybe it doesn't need to be fixed maybe we just need to listen to it right and so i think we struggle with that at times and so i think it's probably true with god in the same way that sometimes sometimes we have a hard time listening to god maybe we're just busy talking all the time and we never just pause and listen to god and to be able to know that when God speaks, that it's God. To be able to know that it's his voice. To be able to know that it's what he wants for us. And sometimes I think that's a little difficult for us as well. So what I want to do is a little bit of fun, a little trivia here. And I know you'll do that. I've got a couple of audio clips I'm going to play. We're going to play the first one. And it's very short. But when it's over, I'm going to point to you and I want you to shout who it is. Just by hearing this voice, you know who it belongs to. Okay. Hasta la vista, baby. Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? How about this one? I am your father. <laughs> For all the technical people. Now, Ben had to choose that one. I would have never chosen that one because I'm not a big Star Wars guy. But that, wasn't that awesome? So, you know, they're, they're probably... I would say every single one of you probably, you were able to hear that and immediately there were, you did not get confused of who that might be. You knew who that voice was. Sometimes even when we see things or we hear things that somebody else may say but we know that it was contributed to another person, we not only are able to hear, if I, if I said something that was famous that somebody else said, you would hear my voice saying it but you would know that it belonged somebody else look at this look at this and tell me who it belongs to ask not what your country can do for you ask what you can do for your country if i would have said ask not what maybe it would have been a little better right okay you got that one how about this one uh that's all folks <laughs> who bugs bunny forky which was connected to the Bugs Bunny thing, right? All right. So those are even things that even when you see the phrases and hear somebody who might try to imitate that a little bit, you, you can still decipher through all of that and pinpoint who that belongs to. And I think that's how it could be with God. But sometimes it's a little difficult for us because of the interference that runs in our, in our lives uh, with all of the different things that go along. And here's the thing that I was thinking as I was preparing the, this, this message and the other messages about interacting with God. I don't think God is trying to hide from us. I don't think he's trying to be mysterious to where we have to walk through the hoops, jump through the hoops and walk through the maze and push the right buttons and pull the right strings in order to be able to hear from him and discern what he wants for our lives. I don't think 
He wants it to be as complicated as we often allow it to be in our lives. How much sense would it make that he would go through all of the trouble that he went through to create us and to put up with us and to sacrifice his only son so that we could have an eternal relationship with him and a a life full of abundance here on this earth? How much sense would it make that he would go through all of that and then somehow try to be so complicated that, that we couldn't figure it out? It just doesn't make sense to me that God would be that way. And I think he wants us to know his heart. He wants us to be able to discern his voice. He wants us to be able to listen and know that when something is said that it comes from him. So I, I don't think God is playing the hide-and-seek game with us. I think what happens is, obviously, it's our own sinful nature. It's our own disobedience of him. It's our own doings that creates that interference a lot of times that helps us be a little more confused to be able to discern whether or not this is of God or from somebody else. And I think that happens with all of us in different ways. And so what I want to look at is in the book of Samuel, if you'll turn to 1 Samuel, Samuel, chapter 3. Samuel's in the Old Testament, a little ways along, Kings, Chronicles, in that area there. You can find that. 1 Samuel chapter 3, and I'm, going to just going to, I'm just going to read the whole chapter, uh, and you follow along with me as we look at Samuel, who is learning to listen to God and how that happens in his own life. It says, Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak. For your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. On that day I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. And I declare to him that I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God and he did not restrain them. Therefore, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. 
Samuel lay until morning, and then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, and he said, Here I am. And Eli said, What was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you, and more also, if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was established as a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord appeared again at Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Now that's not really that long of a chapter, but that is a really, really intense chapter and a story of how God interacted with his people. And I think we have a lot to learn from that about listening to God. So one of the things that I want us to look at, first of all, is that when it comes to listening to God, that sometimes we need other people to help us listen to God. Sometimes we need other people to help us listen to God. Again, back in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 8 through 11. And it says, And the Lord called to Samuel again, how many times? The third time. And he arose and he went to Eli and he said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. This, at this point, this, this wasn't even after three times. This wasn't a thing that Samuel somehow finally got the clue and said, Oh, this might be God. uh, Samuel still thought after three times that Eli was still calling him. It took Eli to be able to perceive that it was the Lord and then to go on and give him instruction about what to do. And then he tells him uh, to go and lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in the place. And the Lord came in, I like this, and the Lord came and stood, it says. I just had this picture of, of a father standing over a child trying to wake him up in the morning. You ever done that? <laughs> and it's just that, that concept that, that God is there, that he is in God's presence. He's, li- he's laying down in the temple, it says. So he's there in God's presence. And the scripture tells us basically uh, that this idea and this imagery of God literally just coming and standing there beside him, basically. And then he's, he calls to him. And the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. And then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I'm about to do a thing in Israel, at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. So there was this, uh, there was this, this thing going on here where, where he was hearing this voice, but it took somebody else to help discern that this voice was of God. And I think that is true in our lives as well that there are times in our own lives that we need other people to help us discern what's go to discern what's going on that as we're hearing things as we're feeling things as we're thinking things sometimes it takes someone else to be able to say hey you know this this is of god or no that's not of god so eli was the one who was able to discern if it was god and then help samuel on his way now, now here, here is something that's real important. You know, if you're, jot this down. Not because I'm saying it, it's important, but I think it's an important concept in our relationship with God as it pertains to listening. Samuel didn't have a problem understanding 
what God said, right? I mean, he heard his name being called, right? It wasn't like he was confused that maybe there was another name being called. He didn't have a problem with that. He, he needed help with determining who it was. So in other words, I'll just kind of summarize that up and say this, that Samuel, he knew the what. He had a problem with the who. He understood the what. He understood the language. He understood that his name was being called. That, he wasn't confused about what was being said. His confusion or lack of understanding at this point wasn't with the what. It was with who was speaking because he went to Eli every time. For three times, he went to Eli. Now, this is just kind of a side note, and I just think this is kind of interesting, and it's my, my brain, how my brain works as I read through things and think about them. But Samuel mistook the voice of God for Eli's, literally. Now, Samuel had been with Eli for a while. He had heard Eli talk. He had had conversations with him. They had been in the temple serving God together. It wasn't that he didn't know Eli's voice, but when he heard the voice of God, he thought it was the voice of Eli. I think that's pretty interesting. And I don't know what all that means, but I'll just throw that out for free. All right? So, so, so sometimes that, you know, Samuel knew the what. He had a problem with the who. And I think that we're similar in that way. I think that we need help with the who more than we do with the what. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Speaking personal experiences, conversations with other people. A lot of times, when we're trying to make a decision about something, and we're trying to determine whether or not, is this God's will for me? Is this what God wants for me? A lot of times, the what is not in question. For instance, I might have this idea of, I know the what by saying, hey, I, I want to buy this house, but I just... I want to know, I wonder if this is God's will for me. So the what is clear. The what is, hey, buy a house, buy a house. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not confused about what is, is the issue. But a lot of times the struggle that I would have in a situation like that would be trying to discern whether or not it was God who was telling me that or is this my own desires, is this my peer pressure from friends or you can fill in the blank with all the other things that something like that could happen. So it's not an issue with the what, it's with the who of trying to say, okay, is this God speaking? Am I listening to God or am I listening to other sources that would might confuse me or whatever? So you can think of it uh, in that way of maybe, uh, you know, should I buy a house, should I sell a house? Uh, you know, even in the, our recent adventure as a church of, you know, uh, with a building, with a building, is, is this, you know, the, the what is very clear. There's a building there. We know all of the what that we possibly can know at this point. We've asked you to pray. We've talked about it. We've, we're thinking about this. And what we're trying to discern is not the what, but the who. Is this, really, is this really from God? Is this something that God wants for us? Right? That's why we're praying. God, I know the what. I want to make sure. Is this, your, is this what you want? Now, well, I'll tell you a funny thing that happened to me, okay? It's... To me, it's funny because I was, I'm thinking about this building and, and everything, and I, I was listening to a podcast the other day of somebody else, and they were talking about something. I don't even remember what I was listening to, but this thought came to mind, and they were talking about God and dealing with God and all that kind of stuff. And, and the thought just run through my mind. Cliff, you'll think this is kind of funny. But oh, wait, Cliff, y'all haven't seen Cliff. He, he's here this morning. Y'all say, here's him. Um, <laughs> hey, Cliff. 
Um, the thought occurred to me, does God really care what building that we occupy? <laughs> I mean, you know, now it's important. We're going, we're do our due diligence and all that kind of thing. But I, I, when I was praying and thinking and, and listening to that podcast, I was thinking, does God have a will for a specific building? Or would he be more concerned that we use whatever building we're in to do things for him? You know what I'm saying? So it kind of made me funny. So yes, I still pray. And yes, I think he, he does want to give us directions. But sometimes maybe we make it more complicated than we need to, right? So anyway, so a lot of times the what is not in question. Do I, I, I want to go to school. I got this choice, this choice, this choice. Okay, those, that, that's the what of the issue. That Then it becomes... Who is telling me this? Who is giving me guidance? What does God really want for me? And that's where the listening to him comes in, right? And so I think, I think with, with Samuel, he, he was, had the same issue. It was what, the what was okay. It was the who he was having the problem discerning. And in his life, and I think in our lives as well, sometimes we need other people involved in our lives to help us distinguish the who. Does that make sense? So that we're, we are getting counsel from other people who are listening to God, Sometimes we can just, uh, we can get distracted, we can go down the wrong path, uh, and some people can help us get back to where we need to be as being able to determine if it's from God. So, how, how do we distinguish if we're listening to God, if the what's generally pretty clear, how do we distinguish the who? How do we distinguish if it's of God? Like Samuel had to say, okay, I'm hearing a voice, I think it's Eli, and Eli having to say, hey, I think it's probably God, you better go back. Go back and say this if it is. How do we get to the point in our lives where we can say, all right, I'm going to listen to God and be able to determine the who because I usually know the what. And there's a couple things and things that, that you already know, uh, but there are things that, that are important. One, obviously, would be God's word, right? I mean, it's, it's e easier to be able to say, okay, this is the what. I wonder if this is, who, who is the who involved? Is this, is this me talking to myself? Is this peer pressure? Is this my friends? Is this what mom wants? Is this what dad wants? Is, this, is there a contrast? If I know the what, how do I determine the who? Well, we look in God's word because that helps us determine whether or not things are from God. If you have, if you have the what that's clear in your life, you think, but you compare that information to what the scripture says and it is not on the same page or it's opposite of each other or it's very clear that the bible says this is not something that god would want for you you don't need to struggle with the who any longer because you can guarantee yourself that if it's contrary to god's word it's not from god now that sounds very simple it's a whole lot harder to put it to practice in our lives because there are desires that we have there are things that we want there are directions that we want to go and because our feelings get involved and everything else get involved sometimes this idea we can convince ourselves even if god's word seems to be clear that well i really i really still think this is what god wants for me we probably have all done that in some shape form or fashion right so to be able to determine the who of things we need to first of all compare it to god's word be able to say is there something specific in god's word is there something more of in a general thing umbrella that would cover this and either something that would help me to say yes this is from God or no it's not and sometimes like I said when I was kind of talking about the building you know sometimes it's just not a sometimes we have 
several things that are the what, and all of them could be of God. And we just have to choose. And I really don't, I don't, I'm not sure uh, that, that God's concerned about which one we choose. He's just like, yeah, all of those, pick one. I'm good with it. Let's go with it, right? So sometimes it's not a matter of black and white, right and wrong. Sometimes it's just, here's some choices I have, and we fret and we worry and we wonder, and, and sometimes we might just need to come to the conclusion after we've compared it to Scripture, maybe we've talked to other people that, hey, you know, really, none of these choices would be against what God would want for me. He would be good with any of these. And so just pick one. Which one? Maybe God says, which one would you like the most? Again, considering that they're within his scriptural bounds, sometimes, you know, it's not a choice of black and white. So we need to, uh, God's word and other, God's word, other people like, like friends. Maybe, maybe the what seems to be clear to you and you're having a problem with the who and listening to God and understanding who it's from. Maybe you have a chance to run that by some people that you know that are believers that would have the ability to listen to God and, and seek godly counsel. And you would be able to run that by them and say, hey, here's, here's kind of what I'm thinking. Here are my choices. Here's the what. I'm trying to discern, is this, would you think this really would be of God? I've looked at the scripture. I'm not sure if, if there's anything clear about that. Or maybe you say, I see the scripture and it says that it's wrong. Well, if your friend says, well, the scripture's not true, it's right, well, then you really don't have a good friend, and you need, to, you need to stick with the scripture. That trumps all of it, right? But if it's in that area of, I'm not sure, it's not a definite right and wrong, maybe God doesn't have a problem with it, I'm hearing this, uh, this thing, do you think it's of God? To talk to somebody else and get their opinion on that. Their opinion does not override the opinion of God's word. But sometimes God uses other people to help us discern his voice as we're listening to him. Maybe it's by uh, coming to church as you do that. Guess what? Maybe that happens in life groups, right? You know, if you don't have a time in your life group, it doesn't have to happen every time y'all meet, but hopefully, you know, what we encourage in our life groups is for people to talk about what's going on in their life, to, to talk about the good things, to share the things that are not so good. You, you may need direction, and you can, be able, you can share something with the group. Maybe it collectively, your life group can give you some wisdom that would help you discern that yeah, this, this is of God, and, and that helps me decide I should either do this or do this. So life groups are a great way of doing that. Samuel needed help from other people to help him understand that the voice was from God, and I think we need to do the same thing. Now, the last part of this is, is tough, but it's important. And it's this, that after we, after we listen to God, if we feel like we have heard from God, we need to trust that what God says is best. That's hard. That's in verse chapter 3, verse 18. It says, this is after he had, Samuel had gotten the vision. Then he tells Eli the vision. Because Eli basically threatened him and said, if you don't tell me everything, I'm going to wish double whammy on you. You know, if everything that was supposed to happen against me or whatever, I hope it, it's double against you. So Samuel tells him everything that happened, and here's Samuel, uh, the reply that Eli got, verse 18, it says, So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him, and he, meaning Eli, some translations say Eli said, and he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. That is tough. Let him do what seems good to him. 
Eli, at least, he had enough whatever to know that, that this vision, it was not good for him, was it? This was bad news for Eli. This was basically God saying, hey, you're fixing to experience some, experience some pain and punishment for stuff that's happened on your watch and your, with, with his sons, basically, and, and all that kind of stuff. And Eli heard what God had said to Samuel. And Eli's reply is, it's, it's of God. Let him do what seems best with him. We have to come to the point in our lives at times when if we, if we want to listen to God, we need to be able to get to the point that when we know that we have heard from him, we can't just go along with it if it suits us. We can't just say that's the thing to do because it makes us feel good or God agrees with us. You know, it's like it's, it's similar to human parents, right? Parents, have you ever had a child who comes to you with requests and as long as the answer is in favor of them, they are very excited and happy? Yes? <laughs> mom, can I? Dad, can I? Yes. Oh, you're the best mom in the world. Love you. Right? Dad? Can I? No, I don't think you should. Why not? Oh, bummer. You know, and you, you know when, when the results don't favor us as humans, we tend to get a little sour about it in life, don't we? With God, when we're listening to Him, we're interacting with Him, we're praying like we talked about, we're seeking, we're reading God's Word, we've gotten counsel from other people, we're listening to what God says, we know the what, and now we're clear on the who. We have to get to the point to where we say, whether it is in favor of us or not, to say it is of God, let him do what he seems best, what seems best to him. And that's tough to do, but that's what Eli did, and I think it's a great example of what we should do. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, I bet a lot of you know this one. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. He'll make straight your path. I don't think that means that life will always be easy and every obstacle will be removed. But the idea of choosing and understanding which way I should go as we seek him. We're not leaning on our own understanding. We're seeking him. God helps us to be clear about the path, right? So uh, that's, that's the things that we need to do. Now, here's, here's what happens. I know you're not like this, but you know people who are. Sometimes when we're trying to discern God's will or we're looking for an answer for something, it may not even have to, it may not even have to be as intense as, I wonder if this is what God wants from me. Maybe it's just a decision that you want to make about anything and it doesn't require a big uh research to know uh, is this god's will for me it's just one of those things that you you just want to know and in your mind you have an answer as to what you would like the conclusion to be right and so what we do at times is we will often seek other people and we'll ask the question and if they don't agree with the answer that we've already decided should be the conclusion, what do we often do? What? Ask somebody else? Oh, y'all do that too? <laughs> yeah. That's what we do sometimes, isn't it? it? You know, I've got in my mind, this is what I want to do. And we approach people as if we really want their opinion. But if their opinion isn't the same as ours, 
we don't listen to that and we move on to the next thing. And, and we can search and search and search. And then when we find the person who agrees with us, obviously they, those are the smartest people in the room because they now agree with me, right? And we can do that. So we can look and we can look until we get the affirmation of the conclusion that we already wanted to begin with. And that is dangerous. It's dangerous in a lot of ways. It's not so much maybe in stuff that really doesn't matter, but it's dangerous in discerning God's voice and listening to God. Because I can tell you what, you can pick anything that you want to. Pick a topic, pick a subject, pick the what of anything. And you can talk to enough people and you can be convinced that it's the who of whoever you would like it to be. You can pick anything and you will find somebody who could convince you that it's probably of God. Because there's just that number of people out there who think so differently. That's why it's important to use God's word as our foundation of the, that, that's the foundation of the, where we start. People's opinions don't overrule God's word. So sometimes we do that. So I would challenge you as you're listening to God, you're wanting to hear from God, don't get in your mind, already jump to the conclusion and then just look for a bunch of people to affirm your decision. That's not seeking godly counsel. That's just affirming yourself, your own selfishness. And that is a path that you don't want to go down. So as listening to God, interacting with Him, understanding the what, and more importantly, understanding the who. Those are things that are important as we listen to God. So getting on the same page with God means learning to listen to God and to trust what He says is best. Now, here's the thing that I want you to think about as we, I'm, I'm finishing up, okay? So there's an action plan to, or an action step to, okay, that's, that's good information, glad you read the Bible, you made me laugh a couple times, that was awesome. What are you going to do with it? That's where the rubber hits the road. What, what do we do with what we hear uh, with the message? How do you apply this to your life? So, so here's some things that you can think about. You may want to jot them down so you remember them, because chances are you might forget as you leave here. But uh, as far as an action, you may ask yourself this question. Is there something going on in your life? Maybe the what's pretty, pretty clear. You're not struggling with that, but you really want to make sure the who. Is this of God? Is there somebody in your life that could help you with that? Is there another person? Maybe, uh, you know, maybe you've looked at God's Word. Maybe you haven't looked at God's Word yet. Maybe you feel like, I don't know how to look at God's Word to find that. Is there another person that could help you do that? Is there somebody else in your life your life group, an individual, somebody that you know that could help you understand the who and whatever it is that you're, you're, you're dealing with. And then the other part of it, I would say, is this. Can you be that for somebody? Can you, can you be that for somebody? Can, and, and for lack of a better analogy, you know, can you be the Eli for a family? Can you be somebody who would be willing to say, I can help you with that, or let me help you think through that, or let me, help, let me tell you. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to do that. You don't have to be perfect to do that. God, Eli wasn't perfect. God still used him to point him, uh, Samuel, 
in the right direction. Uh, God can use you to do that. Are you willing? Are you are you willing to let God use you to do that? I think we all need that. And if we all need it, somebody has to be it, right? And that might be you. And then the other thing would just be this: where where do you need to trust that what God says is best? Maybe you've already been in this process, and you're something going on in your life right now. You've been searching. You've been praying you've been crying out you're really trying to determine is this god's voice I, the what's clear i want the the who now seems to be clear i feel like feel like i got it feel like this is god but just to be honest you just don't like the answer that you've gotten are you willing to trust that if it's of god that it's best and not to go on and keep looking to find somebody else to agree with you so you can feel better about the decision that you think should have been made. Are you willing to trust that what God says is best? I'm going to ask the band to come up. I'm going to do uh, something just uh, just a little bit different this morning as we have a time of invitation. The band is going to come up and, and they're going to begin to to play and sing this next song. Uh, what, I, what I would like for you to do is uh, use this song. The song, title of this song is Give Me Faith. And um, just maybe, maybe for the first little bit, you just want to close your eyes and listen to the words of, these song, of this song. And, and, and just let this be a prayer of yours for God to give you faith, wherever you might be, whether it is you're, you're just in the process, there's something going on, and, and you're trying to determine the what and the who, or maybe, maybe you've got the what and you want to make sure it's of God, or maybe you're in that stage where you've got it all there. You, you know the, the answer. You know it's of God. You just need the faith to be able to say, God, if, if this is what you want, then I'm good with it. So I'm going to ask if you'd stand. The band's going to begin to play. As they sing, you kind of think about these words. Just join in wherever you feel like you need to join in. You can just start singing at any point if you want to. But just let God speak to you as you listen to Him today.